Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's time for the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. Our broadcast is also brought to you by Prospect Bank. The game can also be heard live on our website, whms.com, or through the News Gazette app. And now, let's go to the field for tonight's game. And a warm welcome on a rainy night in Arcola, Illinois. Light Rock 97.5 and the News Gazette present our high school football game of the week. Tonight, a good one in the Lincoln Prairie Conference. The 7-0 Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights have made the short trip here to Arcola, Illinois to take on the Purple Riders who need this one at 3-4. They need to win out in the next two weeks to qualify for the 2023 IHSA Football playoffs, going to be a good one. Glad you're with us at Thomas Bradford Field in Arcola. Joey Wright and Matt Schrock ready to go. We've got about 15 minutes until kickoff on this rainy night. It's cool outside, Matt. It's a perfect night for football in central Illinois. Well, we are also saying that because we're in the press box. That's, not that's true. That's right true. Because it, it is still coming down. It's not quite as hard as it was earlier, but it's coming down here. So it, it's going to be a, a slick field. It's going to be a wet one. And this is a big game. Like you said, it's it's a big game for both teams. Now, uh, for the Purple Riders, obviously, they're three and four. They've got to win tonight. They've got to win next week. They're going to be playoff eligible. So that's a huge game for them. For the Knights, even though they're seven and zero, even though they are playoff guaranteed, it's still a big game for them because they are tied right now with Sullivan Oakaw Valley in the Lincoln Prairie Conference for the top of that conference. They play each other next week. So if the Knights can win tonight, if the uh, if Sullivan Oakaw Valley wins next week, they're they're undefeated going for that conference championship. And it's been twenty years. Two thousand four was the last time the Knights had a conference championship. So that's a big game for them. Um, but even without that, this is a rivalry. There's a, there's a trophy involved, the battle for the Golden Horseshoe. Um, you know, I'm an Arthur grad from 96, and Arcola's a rival. You always want to beat Arcola, and Knights won last year, but before that it was nine straight for the Purple Riders. So you know the Knights want to go on their own run. Purple Riders want to restart that, that streak for them. So it's just a big game all around. There's a lot of emotion from the, from the students. It's senior night here in Arcola. So I'm expecting a really good game and a really good fight from both of them. Four state championships for the Arcola Purple Riders. It's not often they miss the playoffs in two consecutive years. You've got to go back about a decade to find the last time that happened. They'd prefer it not to happen here. Head coach Steve Snyder in his first year with the Purple Riders as head coach trying to win out here. As you mentioned, Matt, a big one against Sarah Gordo Bement next week. For that to matter, though, the Purple Riders have to take care of business tonight. And looking at what Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond has done, you mentioned 7-0. Ryan Jefferson, the Knights head coach, pardon me, in his sixth season, graduated a lot last year. They lost Caden Fagan at the top of that list. Now we're running back at Illinois, but they've not slowed up, and it's a great buzz around ALAH, Matt, that uh, it's, a, it's a proud 
athletic program, certainly great football program, but they, they don't have this buzz often. It's a special year brewing for the Knights. And it's kind of, in some ways, is an unexpected special year for them. You talk to the team, they're not going to say it's unexpected at all because they knew what they had. But when you graduate a player like Caden Fagan, who is a generational type talent, you don't, I mean, not just at Arthur, but at just a small school level, to have a, a guy that came from a small town of about 2,000 people, a small school system of, a, you know, under 200 kids, um, who then goes and becomes the Gatorade Player of the Year, is a four-star recruit. That's huge. And then you, on top of that, you have 11 seniors total that graduate. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, many people were expecting a regression. And for two reasons. One, you graduated a lot of talent. You graduated a lot of uh, experience. And then you have these young guys coming in. The other thing is, everybody they beat last year is looking for revenge this year. They don't care that Caden's not there. Right. They're going to hit whoever's on the other side. And so you expect to have a, a really tough um, matchup with that. Um, but because but the Knights have come out, and they've really weathered that test. And if you can say they're a 7-0 underdog, they're kind of a 7-0 underdog because they still feel like people aren't really – they're not getting state votes. Um, no one's really talking about them outside of the conference. And so they, they're playing with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. And to, to their credit, they're, they're making teams pay for mistakes, and they're really showing the talent that they had in, that, in those underclassmen who are now juniors and seniors. It's going to be a fun one tonight. We'd like to observe a moment of silence real quick for James Cottle. And as that moment of silence wraps up, James Cottle, a teacher in the Arcola School District who passed away earlier this week at the age of 48. Moment of silence observed for him. Before tonight's contest, we wish his family the best and our condolences. James Cottle, 48, a well-respected teacher certainly here in Arcola. And the Purple Riders will play in his honor tonight. It's going to be a good one here at Thomas Bradford Field in Arcola, home of the Purple Riders, and home this week of the Light Rock 97.5, a News Gazette high school football game of the week. We've got about 11 and a half minutes left until kickoff. It's senior night here for the Purple Riders. They were gathered on the track down below us, umbrellas in hand, some ponchos down there as well, going through the senior night festivities as they prepare for their final home game of the season. The national anthem's upon us here in Arcola. We will allow that to play out. Come back in a little bit as we get you ready for kickoff. Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank, our two sponsors, the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5. High School Football Game of the Week is back at Thomas Bradford Field next. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, Add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. No, 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 no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. 
Welcome back to Arcola High School. They're still getting ready for the national anthem, so we'll send it back to break in just a second. But first, Joey Wright alongside Matt Schrock getting ready to go. Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Ryan Weber is here, our statistician tonight. Jason Liggett back in our Champaign studio. Matt, as we get ready for the national anthem, this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. A lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how slick the field is because that's going to make a difference. The speed of Arthur, if they can't turn a corner, if they can't make a quick cut, how is that going to affect it? And that's my real question mark going into this. Two teams that like to run the ball. They'll have to contend with a muddy field at Thomas Bradford Field. We will be right back for kickoff. The News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week is back after this. Do you know your next play? Is it time for offense or defense? For 148 years, First Bank has been a trusted financial partner to the customers and communities we call home. From your first account to retirement and everything in between, their focus is on you. Contact First Bank to start building a playbook that fits your game plan. In a game of inches, they go the extra yard. Visit online at ArcolaFB.com or at their locations in Arcola, Arthur, and Tuscola. Good luck to the Arcola Purple Riders and ALAH Knights. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams, and I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. rendition of the Star Spangled Banner by the marching band here at Arcola High School and that means it's almost time for football on Light Rock 97.5. It is the News Gazette High School football game of the week. The Purple Riders getting ready to host the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights, a Lincoln Prairie Conference rivalry battle. You'll hear it here for the next two hours or so on 97.5 FM, WHMS.com and the News Gazette app. I'm Joey Wright, Matt Schrock to my left. Matt, we set the table for our listeners at the top of the show, but for those just joining us, a trophy on the line between these two teams. For the first time ever, they'll play for the Golden Horseshoe tonight. That trophy will extend across 
Some six sports offered by these two schools, football and volleyball in the fall, basketball in the winter on the boys' and girls' side, baseball and softball in the spring. And tonight's game, the first time that traveling trophy will be brought out and handed to the winner. It's one of those things that, you know, I, like I said, I'm an Arthur grad. I, I still live in the area, obviously. And I'm like, why didn't we do this before? You know, it just makes so much sense because there, there's such a rivalry here. Um, you know, one of the things that's different from whenever I was in school is that with the onset of social media, with consolidation, things like that, there was a rivalry. But there's also some friendships here because the, the Purple Riders and the Knights co-op in, like, golf. They just finished their golf season. And so there's players on both sides now who were teammates just a few weeks ago who who are uh, you know opponents tonight and so it gives that li- it gives that little bit of extra energy to it um, gives you uh, bragging rights that's a, a tangible bragging rights as opposed to the natural ones that we always have so yeah I'm excited to see I'm excited to see how that plays into some of the emotion tonight in the players because it does give you a little bit of a boost you're a graduate from what was then Arthur High School in 1996 as you mentioned your daughter Kaylee graduated in May from what is now Arthur Lovington at with Hammond High School terrific volleyball player I'm sure she would have liked to play for that trophy that would have been a lot of fun oh yes I, yeah she's i haven't had a chance to tell her about it yet because she's been she's at school in a school in minnesota uh, but when i tell her she'll be like man why didn't we have that <laughs> arthur lovington atwood hammond first on the field tonight as they get ready to battle for the golden horseshoe a little more at stake for the knights as well they're seven and oh entering play tonight looking to cap an undefeated regular season they've got a tough two games to do so here not only a rivalry game tonight but they'll host Sullivan Okaw Valley next week. The Redskins presently undefeated as we move through week eight of the IHSA football season. Keep you posted on that one as the night unfolds. Arcola needs to win out to make the IHSA football playoffs. Not often the Purple Riders miss the playoffs two years in a row, but that's what they're in danger of doing should they fall short tonight. They are at Saragordo Bementon one week, and Matt, for that to matter, they need to score more points than the other team tonight. They've really got to come out focused. And, it, again, it's senior night, so you've got some emotion there. They're playing a team they would love to beat, but they've got to execute. And we were talking about the field's kind of slick. I, I'm curious because both teams are a running team. Uh, the Knights, they like to get to the edge and turn. On a sloppy field like this, sometimes you can't plan. You can't move. And so it may be an opportunity for, for the Purple Riders to kind of uh, slow down some of that rushing attack. And, and see see what happens there. I'm really curious what's going to happen on the line because traditionally Arcola has a, had a bigger line than the Knights. They've been stronger up front. Um, like I said, they had a nine-game winning streak that was snapped last year, probably because of their line play. But the Knights have a big line in the Ty brothers, uh, Jacob and Nathan. Jacob actually just broke the school record for bench press a few weeks ago um, that was held by Lucas Otto, who is someone that's very, very uh, revered and, and special to the Knights to the Knights uh, fandom and so that's a big deal for him so I'm curious to see up front can they get their footing can they plant and push somebody because if you're slipping up there it's really hard to hold your blocks it's really hard to get into the defensive backfield I mean both teams are are dealing with it both sides have to deal with it but who's going to who's going to handle that better may dictate who wins this game we were talking before we came on the air Matt it is still raining a little bit as we look down at the field not much we expect the rain to taper off as the night goes along the field may well dry out by the time we get to the third and fourth quarter if that's the case we'll see if we see a little more offense in the second half the night's already on the field the purple riders staging in the left end zone now jumping up and down and ready to make their appearance on the field at thomas bradford field and they burst through a sign that says in loving memory of mr caudle james caudle a teacher in the arcola school district who passed away earlier this week at the age of 48 arcola playing in his honor tonight fireworks go off the purple riders are on the field 
We have about two minutes until kickoff in Arcola. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond has won the toss and elected to receive. Arcola leads this series nine games to two since 2012. And they're looking to take an eight-game edge in this series on their home field. Fireworks, a nice touch as we get ready to go. They're going off behind the right end zone. Arcola's in the purple helmets, purple jerseys, white pants, white numbers on those purple jerseys for the Knights. Gold shells, white jerseys with red numbers, black pants. Good-looking uniform matchup, Matt, as we get ready to go for the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, you got to love Friday night football. You just do, you know, and, and whether it's big school, small school, it doesn't matter. Seeing kids out here playing for the pride of the game, for the friends, for the pride of their school, and uh, you get these these classic color combinations, these classic, you know, I've seen this for 20 years, these two purple and red go at each other. And uh, so it just it gives you a, 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 an energy coming into the game. So I'm, I'm excited to kick this one off. Glad you're with us on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, the rivalry of the Golden Horseshoe. Trophy on the line for the first time ever tonight. The 3-4 and four are Cola Purple Riders hosting the 7-0 and oh Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. Whether you're in your car, at home, at work, glad you're with us. Join us for the next two hours or so. It's going to be a good one. Arcola will kick off left to right. The ball fell off the tee. They'll re-tee it, and it'll be... Gael Elizondo to handle the kicking duties, number 59 in purple. Two back deep for the Knights, but it's not going to go that far. Left to right kickoff is down at the 30-yard line, nearly recovered by a gunner for the Purple Riders. Odin Barron was on the scene, but it's recovered in time by Easton Frederick. And Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond will start its first drive, a right-to-left drive at its own 33. Real quick matter, officials tonight are referee Kevin Olson, umpire Roger Clymer, Doug Woolner is the linesman, the line judge Scott Russell, the back judge Rodney Smith. Easton Frederick is a name you're going to want to pay attention to. He may not get called a lot, but he's just a sophomore, but he is big on both sides of the ball. Really good runner and a great tackler on defense. Chase Parsons, the quarterback for Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Wearing number four for the Knights. First play, and the Purple Riders blow that up. They push the Knights backwards past the 30-yard line. Line of scrimmage was the 33, and that play is going to lose three. They'll mark them off at the 30, and the Purple Riders defensive line, Matt, looking good early on. Well, the Knights are going to run with a double wing. They're, they're going to set up with a wing on both sides and a single back. They're going to pull somebody in motion every time, so that way they can hand off to the back, they can go to the guy pulling in motion, or they're going to run that little inside uh, draw almost with uh, the guy, the other wing, and that's what it was with Waldrop. He didn't find any space, but that's a play they like to run to a lot. The running back alongside Parsons is Maddox Sturrett, but instead the pitch back to the receiver, Easton Frederick, looking for the outside, doesn't get it, and the Purple Riders defense holding strong early. That's going to be a loss of three. They'll mark him back at the 27, third and long for the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. One minute into the game, it's going to be third and six at their own 27. Great job by the defense, jumping that there, staying sound, uh, getting good push up front, not allowing their, the line of the Knights to get to the second level and, and contain the linebackers, which lets them go east to west and get out there and run down the, the, the ball. Right now, a really fired up defensive squad for Arcola. See what the Knights do on third and long. They've got to gain 16, scoreless first quarter here in Arcola. Two receivers out to the left, man in motion. It's going to be a keeper for Jace Parsons. Moving left, Parsons, the quarterback, drops his shoulder past the 35 at the left hash. Didn't get enough for the first down, but a nice gain. We'll 
set up a decision here for head coach Ryan Jefferson. See what he elects to do on fourth down. They'll mark him off at the 37. A nice run by Parsons there, but good pursuit by the Purple Riders. They stuck with him. Knights didn't get much going in that first series. They've had some moments this year where they've started slow. Um, they've been a big second-half team in a couple games, so they, they haven't. So they, they've been able to weather it. But you, you really want to come out and make that statement early, give yourself a chance to, to take control of the game and put the Purple Riders on your heels. Fourth down and six, a sure punting situation here for the Knights. And Landon Waldrip on to punt. He's back at the 25, return man back at the 28-yard line. High snap, good punt, but the wind picks it up. It's moving off to the right and takes a bounce off the painted numbers on the right side of the field and out of bounds over to what would be the far sideline, the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond sideline. And the Purple Riders will start their first drive at their own 44. 9.38 and a scoreless first quarter in Arcola. Knights have had a really good season this year so far, partly because last year young players were able to develop because so much attention was given to Caden Fagan and given to the other seniors. So their young players were able to develop and get better. Arcola is starting a freshman quarterback, so I'm curious how that's going to play out for him tonight because he's going to have all the focus on him. He's a great athlete, but that's a lot of attention from a really good Knights defense. Brody Phillips has his brother Braden out wide. First play of the Purple Riders' first drive is a handoff up the middle. A little bit of space up the middle, but not much for Jaden Henson-Stice. And he is down. They'll mark him off for a gain of three at the 47-yard line. Second and seven coming up for the Purple Riders here as both teams look for the first score of the contest. 9.20 to play. And a flag is down well after the play. And a sideline warning against Arcola here before play number two from scrimmage. I think they were outside the uh, – came too far on the field to give a, some instruction and got that sideline warning. But before that, Easton Frederick got that tackle. Uh, he's a great linebacker. So is uh, Sturrett for the Knights. Sturrett had ten tackles last week. Those two, because if the defensive line can contain the offensive line of the Purple Riders and make some holes, those two linebackers will fly to the ball and just absolutely drill people. Phillips brings the play back to the line. He's tight under center. Two tailbacks behind him. His brother Braden out wide to the right. Turns, gives, carry up the middle again for Henson Stice. Looking for the outside. Stumbles past the 50, down at the 48. Third and short on the way for the Riders. Good tackle by Warrior coming from that safety position. There was room there. Purple Riders had opened up a lot of, uh, of real estate. I thought he might have a big run, but Warrior able to come up and just catch his ankle and drop him before he got, down, got to the first down marker. 8.35 for the first quarter. Purple Riders breaking huddle. We'll see what they do here. We've not seen a pass yet in the game for either side. Again, Brody, Brody Phillips, pardon me, is under center. Two tailbacks behind him. Braden Phillips, the lone receiver out wide. Carry up the middle for the fullback. That's enough for a first down. And then a little bit for Brockton Morford. The senior gets the carry right up the gut on a dive. He's down to the 40. Purple Riders flip the field. 40 yards to Paydirt, moving to the right side. 8-15 for the first quarter. Great run up the middle. Just, I mean, simple fundamental football. Handed off to the fullback. He wrapped it with two arms, lowered his head, and just drove forward. Knew he didn't need much. Got, got a lot, actually, but a really good push up front for their offensive line. Brody Phillips, by the way, replacing Tanner Thomas, Arcola's quarterback last year. Louisville baseball commit himself, a young quarterback one year ago. Handoff up the middle. Ball is loose, and the Knights fall on it on a carry up the middle. Matt, help me out. Was that a carry for Morford, or was that to uh, Henson Stice there? Who was the tailback? I believe it was Morford, but to be honest, it was so fast, I'm not 100% sure. 
uh, because as soon as he had the handoff, uh, there were a couple guys in there, and it immediately popped out. It's a wet night. The ball is wet. The field is wet. And it came out, and uh, Camden Morphy did a good job falling on it. So the Knights uh, get an opportunity. Arcola, that's a bit of a gut punch. You're playing well. You're running well, getting good blocks up front, and just an unforced error there. And now you got to come back on your defense. Four-play drive ends on a fumble for the Purple, Purple Riders. And now the Knights back out onto the field. Out of the shotgun is Parsons. High snap. He's got to improvise. He takes off over the middle, and he's up past the 50 from the 40. He's got the 47 moving right to left. First play of that drive for the Knights goes for their first first down. And they are in business here with 7.45 left in the opening frame. And that was just a broken play, but you see the athleticism of, of Parsons. As his snap was high, he didn't have time to bring it down and actually get the handoff. So instead, he just pulls it down and runs. And, uh, you know, you see his quickness. And I wasn't sure how he'd be able to turn on the field, but had pretty good moves there going uh, some sidesteps. Parsons now out of the gun again, has his running back, Maddox Sturrett, to his right. It's going to be a pitch instead to Easton Frederick Landon Waldrop, pardon me, and Waldrop looking for the outside edge. He's got it, a short gain. It's going to take him to the 42-yard line. Waldrop is lightning fast. If he can get a, a turned up field and get and see some green, he is so quick. We, I've seen him over the years run, outrun a lot of guys. Great job by the Purple Riders the pursuit to just knock him out of bounds. But, you know, that first drive for the Knights, they really didn't have anything going, couldn't get any space. They're looking a little bit uh, more comfortable here in the second one. Two plays, both have gained yards. Drive number two for the Knights has them up to the Arcola 42, moving off to the left. Similar look here for the Knights. Good snap back to Parsons and a carry up the middle for Landon Waldrop. Waldrop drops his shoulder on the right hash. Gain of one. So third down and four coming up. Seven minutes to play in a scoreless first quarter. Joey Wright, Matt Schrock in the booth with you. Light Rock 97-5. Matt, what's the play call here on third and four? I think you're running that sweep again. Um, I, I can see the Knights going with their little inside handoff they like to do to the backside wing. But I think you run a little bit of an option with Parsons and whatever wing you bring around, whether it's Frederick or Waldrop, because you've got the speed on the outside. Give yourself a chance. Fourth play of the drive here. Third down and four from the 41 in plus territory. Maddox Sturrett lined up to the left of Parsons. One receiver out to the left is Connor Nettles. And Arcola quickly into the backfield. And Parsons can't go anywhere. He's sacked almost back to the original line of scrimmage. Fourth and long on the way for the Knights. We'll see if they go for it on the right side of the 50. But it'll be fourth down and about eight here with 6-10 left in the first quarter. Both teams looking for the scoreboard. Another snap that was above Parsons' head. He, again, he's able to bring it down, which I'm just impressed with. I don't know if it's because the, the ball's a little wet or there's having some snapping issues right now. But that play never had a chance. Uh, didn't, it took too long to develop, and that's why the Purple Riders were able to get in the backfield because you want to have the ball out quick. You want to be able to be moving forward before they even get to your line. Halfway through the first quarter, Knights are going to go for it on fourth down and eight from the 45-yard line. Arcola shows a four-man front, and it's a little bit of trickery here. It's a carry for Frederick. Frederick to the 45, brought down where he started. Was looking for the outside corner, in on the tackle, Tyson Lewis. And Frederick, Maddie, he had a little bit of space, but 
Credit to Lewis for sneaking up behind him, grabbing that jersey and bringing him down. That was an amazing tackle, actually, because he dove, and all he could do was grab the jersey. And got in, in a wet field with a wet jersey, he was able to get enough grip to bring him down. I, that's, I'm really impressed by that because you're right. Frederick had an opportunity. He had space to, to possibly get the first down. 538 for the first quarter. No score. Arcola has 45 yards, 55 yards in front of him, pardon me, to change that. Moving left to right, carry up the middle. And Brockton Morford gets the carry, gains two up the gut. If you're just joining us, this is Arcola's second drive. First one ended on a fumble after a promising start. And a carry up the middle for Brockton Morford, who had that fumble a little bit ago, gains two. Good run up the middle, just ran into a, a wall on the defense. Knight's doing a really nice job of standing him up. Again, Braden Phillips, the lone receiver out wide to the right. Two tailbacks in the backfield behind Brody Phillips. Phillips on a keeper, moving right, looking for the 50, carried down by two white jerseys. He's got the 49. Third down and six on the way for the Purple Riders. Knight's defense is so quick to pursue on the outside. Uh, they shed blocks. They, they go after the guy. They're, they're just really, really tough to run against. If you don't get ha hat on hat and put somebody on every everybody and move them out of the way, the Knights are just going to flood to it. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes defensively. Brody Phillips carries the play. Back to the huddle. We'll see what happens here on third down and six. Ball at the 49, one yard south of midfield. Heavy set for the Purple Riders. Knights respond accordingly. Brody Phillips under center, turns, gives to Brockton Morford, the fullback up the middle, and Morford crosses the 50 to the opposite 49, give him the 48. Fourth down and four coming up. Call it fourth down and three, Matt. That looked like a design run to set up a fourth and short. Didn't look like they were going for the full six yards there. Yeah, just trying to be, uh, and I won't say conservative, but just protect the ball. Uh, want to make sure they give themselves an opportunity, give themselves a chance. And you're right, they weren't looking for the home run play. They were, they were just trying to see if they could sneak something through. Fourth down and three, and now the Purple Riders, after coming out tight out of the huddle, will show punt. And it'll be a fake here. Here's Braden Phillips looking for the right. And he's not going to get nearly enough. As he took the ball out of the punt formation, moved to the right. And he was close, but but a lot of red, white jerseys there met him right at the 45. Yep. He needed the 45 and could not quite get that extra yard. Yeah, he was closer than I gave him credit for. He got the 44. That was Brody Phillips on the carry, pardon me. His brother Braden not in that uh, formation, although he's out on defense now. And that was a, a good effort, but the Knights were on that the whole way through. Yeah, it was a good play. Uh, it had, uh, uh, looked like there was a window, uh, an opportunity to get there. But, again, the Knights are so quick to pursue, they were able to cut back and, and keep him from getting that line. 3.38 for the first quarter. Officials will look at the ball here. It is a wet night. As they inspect the football here, it'll be first and 10 for the Knights at their own 46. So 54 yards if this drive ends in a touchdown. And Parsons again will come out. About four yards behind his center. Maddox Sturt to his right. Man in motion. Landon Waldrip right to left. And Parsons going to throw it over the middle. Looking deep. Overthrows everybody. He had two wide receivers Deep there, Connor Nettles and Easton Frederick, and it's incomplete for a second and ten. Nettles is his favorite target to throw to, uh, another senior who's got great speed. Um, just could not quite get the separation there. Uh, a good throw from, from Parsons. He's not a great thrower, but he's got uh, a good arm. He can get it over the defense, and then he just trusts Nettles to try and get there. Uh, it just a, a step too far for him to, to pull that down, but I like the shot downfield. I like keeping the defense honest. Nettles this season, 11 catches, 193 yards, four touchdowns. 
averaging just under 18 yards per completion. Parsons, for his part, has completed 18 of 42 passes, 430 yards, five touchdowns, four picks. He'll turn and give up the middle to Maddox Sturrett. Sturrett almost broke it free. He's brought down at the 48-yard line. A flag comes in in the backfield, and that should be a hold against the Knights. Purple Riders are determined to make the Knights go inside. They're they're fighting hard on the edges, making sure they don't get sealed there so the Knights can't get to the outside. They're going to force them back into the strength of their defense, which is their size inside. Holding call is accepted with 3.28 left here in the first quarter. Second down and long coming up for Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. We don't have a score at Thomas Bradford Field just yet as we've played nearly 75% of the opening frame. Second and a country mile here. It's going to be second and 21 from the 35. In zone off to the left of the Knights, getting ever so smaller. Here's Parsons with Sturrett again to his right. A wide receiver out to the far side is Nettles. And Parsons is going to keep it on a bootleg right, looking for the sideline. Now he's going to throw it into a slide was Frederick, and it's incomplete at the 40-yard line. I like the play. I like the design. He got it behind Frederick. If he leads him a little bit more, then he might have made that completion. might have had a chance at it, but uh, had to, he was scrambling as well, so he couldn't quite set and throw because that wasn't as accurate as he wanted to be. Um, so, again, good job by the Purple Riders defense of, of pursuing and forcing Parsons into a tough throw. Odin Barron on the coverage, a name Arcola Purple Riders fans will recognize, doing a nice job, and it's going to be third and 21 now for ALAH. 3.02 left in a scoreless first frame. Ball on their own 36-yard line. See if Parsons airs it out again. Third play of the drive when you take away the penalties, and it's a, almost a botched snap. Hit off his shoulder pad. Parsons keeps it. Parsons running right. Parsons past the 50. Parsons breaks it free. Flag is down. He's down to the 20. 15, 10, 5, and he's into the end zone. Let's see what the flag is. It's back at the 40. It's going to be a block in the back against Nettles. He was trying to, uh, to block downfield, didn't have the angle, just touched him. You, get, you can't touch on that. You're behind the, the defender. You've got to make sure you just leave it alone because um, I don't know that that contact made any difference in the run anyway, but that's likely what's going to be coming back for. And how defeating is that if you're Jace Parsons? You just break off a 65-yard touchdown run and have it brought back because of a hold. Nothing Parsons could control. He can't be too happy about that. No, and, and as unhappy as Parsons might be, I think Jefferson might be even more uh, on the sidelines. It's just, uh, and, you know, credit Nettles. He was trying to do everything he could. He was trying to help out and get a lane for his quarterback, but you just can't make that play. Uh, you got to make sure you got to let it go and let him get the yards because even if he hadn't gotten the first down, he was close enough to give an opportunity to, uh, to have a really short fourth down play. Had that stood, it would, have been, it would have been one of the longest plays of the season we've seen on Light Rock 97.5. Haven't had, I was talking about that with a friend the other day, we haven't seen a lot of big touchdown runs. Parsons would have had one, but not to be. Timeout is called by Arthur here. Third you, down and nine, 2.48 to play. Even though it didn't count, you saw the speed Parsons has. You saw the, the big play ability that if he can get on the outside, he can out-sprint a lot of guys. He's got really good awareness of angles of pursuit and things like that. And so, you know, even though it didn't count, and if you're the Purple Riders coach, you have to kind of take a sigh of relief, but you know that's there lurking. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be disciplined on your defense. You've got to make sure that you keep your assignments and stay home because if, if you over-pursue, if you uh, take your eyes off the ball too long, Parsons is right past you. It's a fantastic point. I mean, and you look at the pylon there on the near side, 
the near pylon on the far side of the field, the front pylon on the right side of the field, I should say, is still down. He uh, just barely won that foot race to get in, but he did win it. Unfortunately, it's called back. It'll be third and nine for the Knights from the 47, their own 47. Three that's, yards shy of midfield. That's tough for the Knights because you have this big play and now there's, there's the emotional letdown to a degree. you got to reset and got to shake it off. And that's not always easy to do at the high school level. Snap is back to Parsons here. He's going to keep it. Now moving left, and the Purple Riders on it this time for a loss of one. Back to the 46. Similar play design. Purple Riders were ready for it. Perhaps the momentum of having that penalty fueling them there. Fourth and ten. Clock winds past 2.30. Still no score in the ball game. And the Knights a likely punting situation here. Late stages of the first. A big swing. Of, of momentum for the Purple Riders. They came out of that with a little bit of a fire. And like I said, the Knights weren't quite as aggressive on that play because they're still trying to shake off the disappointment of not getting the touchdown. You, you've got to have a short memory to play this game. An adventurous four-play drive that's going to go for zero yards, all told. A good punt, though, from Waldrip is going to take an Arcola bounce and bounce into the end zone. Waldrop back at the 40-yard line-ish. That's about a 60-yard punt for Waldrop. Unfortunately, it goes for a touchback. Uh, fortunately, I guess if you're a Purple Riders fan. Yeah, I mean, he, I've seen him boot a couple. He's got a good leg. He's a little bit of feast or famine. Um, sometimes he shanks off to the side, but when he gets a good, good clean kick at it, uh, he can really sky it, and they've got the speed to go down and cover. You saw the guys almost get there. It just took a really hard bounce into the end zone. Third drive of the game now for the Arcola Purple Riders. Minute 53 for the first quarter. Still no score. If this left-to-right drive goes for a touchdown, it'll be an 80-yard touchdown drive. Brody Phillips tight under center. Brockton Morford behind him. Turns, gives to Morford. Morford on a halfback dive. Morford somehow broke the first tackle, lowered his shoulder, and leveled a man down to the 25-yard line. They both go down for a gain of five. Good second effort from him to bounce to the outside. I didn't see who the lineman was in front of him who maintained his block, allowed him to get out of it, because I thought he was going to get wrapped up. I thought that the Knights' alignment was going to uh, shed that block and take him, but great job maintaining contact, allowing Morford to get a few extra yards on the outside. Second and five after a gain of five. And here's Phillips. Again, he's had to come out of the gun. Don't think we'll see him out of the shotgun much, if at all, today. Surging forward, the ball carrier there. Tyson Lewis, Lewis up to the 30-yard line. I think they'll give him the 31 and a first down, and they will. So a minute 13 for the first frame. And Arcola in business. Two plays, 11 yards, one first down. I'm really impressed with this offensive line for the Purple Riders, especially their guards and center. They're really firing off the ball, uh, just blowing holes up the middle, allowing their runners to get a few yards before the Knights even touch them. Uh, Knights haven't seen a whole lot of that this year. Morford behind Phillips. Braden Phillips out wide, Morford the carry, and this time the Knights are ready for it. Ball is loose, and it's picked up by Maddox Sturrett. 10-5, touchdown. Knights, if it stands, a 20-yard fumble recovery. I don't see a flag, and it is a touchdown, and the Knights strike first. Sturrett's going to be the one who's going to get the stat for the touchdown, but it was Frederick who was in there, and also uh, Jeffrey Arwine. Those two hit the ball carrier. They stood him up, and they immediately went for the strip. And uh, before they got him down, he was still standing when that ball popped out. Great job by those two. And then Sturrett shows his speed and awareness, picked it up. And, you know, we talk about emotional swings. Knights had the big run. The flag brings it back, and Arcola comes off fire, and they're doing good. 
all of a sudden, Arcola is feeling, uh, playing pretty well, and the Knights get this emotional swing. It's going to be big to see what happens next because you don't want one uh, emotional moment to impact and become two, become three, and then suddenly you're in a hole. Ryan Jefferson and his coaching staff had the defense ready to go. Here's a two-point conversion now for the Knights after the, def the, the defensive score. Thank goodness there was a flag before the snap because I had my words jumbled up. That flag <laughs> is down at the five-yard line. It's a false start. There was a lot of movement before that snap came. That was Parsons and Sturrett is what I was getting at. And, and how frustrating for Steve Snyder and company. You know, they've had promising drives. They've done a better job, all told, of moving the ball than the Knights have. But two fumbles have really done some damage for the Purple Riders early. I thought the field might be the issue with being wet, but I think it's the ball. The, 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 you know, it's just when it's slick, it's hard to hang on to. And, uh, you know, if you're trying to run, then you're getting hit by a hard defense. And every now and then the ball pops out. It's just gone twice against Arcola. Here's Parsons, stir it to his right. Stir it just had the 20-yard fumble recovery, and it's going to be Parsons on a bootleg right at the painted numbers 10-yard line. Throw to the end zone, into a dive, and it's caught for a two-point conversion on the far side of the field near the near pylon. Matiku Appleby on the catch, and he went into a dive and made it happen. Mitt's been a player that really has shined this year. Uh, he's had he's dealt with injuries. He had an ACL tear, tear in previous seasons, and uh, he just never really got his rhythm. But, man, he's come up big this year on the defensive side, especially I've, he's made some huge plays. That time he got the, the, the reception, it would have been another chance. That there was a, a pass interference before that, but that's negated because it's good. But, you know, great play by Parsons to roll it out, look for it. Great job by Mitt to just follow the play and give him a target because it was a broken play by that point. Appleby only a junior on this Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond roster. Good sign for Knights fans moving forward. Knights have a good young crew. Their their JV is seven and one. Um, they just lost their first game recently to Tuscola, a good Tuscola squad, and they throw the ball, they run the ball. They've got they've got some skill. So the Knights are looking good for a few years. They've got some real good talent coming up in those younger classes. A few of them are playing right now. We see some sophomores already already playing, especially like and Frederick and uh, a couple others that have just played well already. So. The future is bright for, the, for Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Good young crew for the Purple Riders as well. Jaden Henson Stice is a junior. Quarterback Brody Lewis, or Brody Phillips, pardon me, is a freshman, and his brother Braden, a wide receiver, is a junior. End over end kick is going to trickle into the end zone, and it was not touched. Well, the Arcola press box. I think that's says the coaching staff for yeah, the, the, the Ar Yeah, I was going to say, the Arcola <laughs> press box would say, he, no, he did not touch it. The <laughs> coaching staff for the Knights uh, contested that Odin Barron did touch it. I know our listeners can't see any of that. Uh, it, it was, it was a, if he didn't touch it, it was a really good uh, matador-type move because it was <laughs> right there. And, and I thought he touched it too, but they said he didn't. So, you know, another fortunate, a fortunate break for Arcola. That would have been a backbreaker yeah. if that had come out and, and he had touched it and it would have been a safety. To sum that up, end over end kick did not hit Odin Barron, wind into the end zone. It's a touchback, and the Purple Riders set up at their own 20, moving left to right, looking for an 80-yard touchdown run. Nearly getting it all on one play here from Tyson Lewis. They catch up with him at the 35. The Cavalry brings him down at the 37, but that'll stand for a gain of 17 for Tyson Lewis, and it took like four Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond players to bring him down. That was a great run by him, and, and the Knights came out. I thought they'd be fired up after the kick, after the, the fumble return, and they were. But Arcola used it against them. They let them fire into the backfield and just created a hole and let them go past the play. Their linemen weren't even involved because they were already past the play when the handoff happened. So a great call 
uh, play call by Arcola. Game clock down to 12. This should be the last play of the first quarter if the clock runs after it ends, and it's a carry for Odin Barron. Barron looking for the 40. Right hash, he's brought down, and it'll be third and short when the third quarter begins. Second quarter begins. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. 8 nothing is the score. Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond. Hold on, there's a flag down. Getting way ahead of everything here. We'll see what the flag is. <laughs> I didn't even see the flag thrown until they all parted. I was like, oh, hey, there's a flag in the middle. Well, that play ended at the 42-yard line. That flag was at the bottom of the pile. It's a defensive penalty against the Knights, and that will give Arcola a first down on what would have been second or third down at about five yards or so. They'll wind the clock. That's the end of the first frame. First down and 10 for Arcola when the second quarter begins. They trail 8 nothing. We'll see if they can cut into that lead when we come back on Light Rock 97.5. Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more about our managed IT solutions and bring Pavlov Media's managed IT to your business. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Got you back in time for the start of the second quarter on Light Rock 97.5, the News Gazette High School football game of the week. Tonight at Thomas Bradford Field in Arcola, the host Purple Riders trailing the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights 8-0 at the start of the second quarter. Arcola, though, does have a first and 10 at Arthur's 43-yard line. First and 10, Brody Phillips tight under center, heavy backfield behind him, carry up the middle for Tyson Lewis. Lewis spun down right where he started on the left hash and Joey Wright and Matt Schrock in with you Matt we were talking between quarters looks like Arthur is now one of their best players yeah Jacob Ty is not on the field I've been trying to see I hadn't seen his number I thought well maybe he's had to switch numbers you know that happens in high school sometimes with jersey issues and things like that but I'm pretty sure I see him on the sideline on the far sideline in street clothes and uh Ty is he's a huge presence on both sides so that's a that's a pretty substantial uh loss for the Knights here but their, their line is playing well our line is playing incredibly well on the the defensive line so they haven't really seen a, a major hit because he's not there yet Phillips turns on the second play of the second quarter and gives to Jaden Henson Stice saw him with a number of carries early not a terrible carry for Stice there although it didn't really go anywhere. Third down and nine coming up for the Purple Riders. Well, didn't go anywhere because Frederick came flying in that hole. I mean, he came with uh, with heat and absolutely drilled him in that hole. It looked good. They had strung the play out the sideline. They got what they wanted, and Frederick came out of nowhere and just laid a hat on him. Um, just a really great play by him. If, if you're Arcola, you're feeling conflicted. You feel good because you've limited the big play from the Knights, but you've had two turnovers. And so you've really shot yourself in the foot, but you've played a, the first quarter about like you want it. You want this to be a tight game until you can take a lead. Third down and nine. Purple Riders trailing by eight early in the second quarter. Flag is down. Should be a false start here. 
uh, the right uh, right tackle moved just before the snap. So unless they saw something else, there was a late flag on that though. It didn't come in right away. So maybe it, it got missed and there's something else. Nope, it is. Referee Kevin Olson confirming false start against Arcola. Penalty declined. Fourth down and nine. Ball on the 40, 42 yard line as it's declined. So there's no five yard penalty. It's fourth down. Decision time here for Arcola. You're in plus territory. It's an eight-point game. Your defense has been good so far. Looks like the punt unit's coming on. Yeah, if, 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 I'm, if I'm them, I, I take the punt. You know, make it a longer field than ice. They haven't shown that they've put strung together very many plays yet. they got the big playability, but you don't want to give them a short field. Um, make them work for it. Make them show they can do an eight, nine play drive in order to get in the end zone because that's tough at the high school level, too. You get two or three, and then you stall out. Guy Elizondo on for the punt. Good punt to the 10-yard line. Bounces into the end zone, though, for a touchback. And Arthur Lovington at with Hammond will start its first drive of the second quarter at its own 20-yard line. So 80 yards in front of the Knights. They'll aim to move it left to right. No offensive scores, although the Knights do lead 8-0. Maddox Sturrett taking a fumble in about 20 yards for a touchdown late in the first quarter. And Matt, that's... Then the story's defense. Obviously, Arcola's got the uh, the two turnovers on offense, but their defense has played well as well. Their defense has been outstanding. They really have, have just denied anything the Knights want to do. They're forcing them back inside, making them make the big play in the middle. Uh, really, the best plays the Knights have had have been broken plays because Parsons have made something out of nothing because the defense isn't watching it because it wasn't supposed to go that way. From the 20, first and 10, man in motion. Ten minutes left for the second quarter. Jace Parsons up the middle. Those seas parted. Secondary comes in and brings him down shy of the 30. He got the 27. Parsons, that was a little, I don't know if that was a broken play, Matt, or what, because he looked a little confused in the backfield, realized, hey, I got to do something, found some space up the middle and gained seven yards. It, it was either that or he made the greatest play fake ever <laughs> and, uh, and didn't hand it off and then went up the middle. And really, if it was a broken play, I mean, huge uh, pat on the back from the coaching staff to Jaden Henson Stice because if he doesn't make that tackle, he's gone. He was the last guy on the line of defense, and he hit the leg and brought him down. Parsons would have been gone if he doesn't stop him there. Yeah, that's the importance of your secondary right there. Second down and three now for the Knights. Parsons the only man in the backfield, although coming in motion and getting the snap, Landon Waldrop, or getting the carry, I should say, Landon Waldrop, and he is brought down past the 25-yard line, almost like a yo-yo, Matt. It uh, seems to be, you know, Arthur will go forward a few yards. Purple Riders, Purple Riders will drive them back. Uh, third down here coming up, a big third down for the Knights. Well, let's give credit to the Purple Riders coaching staff. They're taking their back linebackers and their their DBs and setting them up on the outside. So they're they're denying the outside. They're trusting the strength of their interior line and then their safeties behind them. They're really not getting much help in the, in the linebackers in that middle because they're 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 flying to the outside to deny the the open run on the edge, because that's what the Knights want to do. They want to get to the edge and use their speed. Purple Riders are saying, no, you're going to beat us another way. And right now, their defense has been up to the task to slow down that rushing attack. Knights lead by eight, third down and four from their own 26. Parsons going to keep it. Parsons blown up in the backfield. Again, it's the Purple Cavalry breaking through the offensive line and bringing Parsons down. Looked like a designed run for Parsons. He's brought down in the backfield before he could get to the line of scrimmage, and the Purple Riders force another punt. We've still not seen an offensive score. The lone score has come on the defensive side of the ball. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond ahead by eight. Eight minutes to play in the second frame. And Arcola is going to get the ball back in all likelihood. Waldrop is 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage ready to punt. You do have to be aware of a fake punt, though, because Waldrop can run. 
punts it from the 18-yard line. High end over end. Sky kick is fielded at the 50. Fielded at the 47, taken across the 50 to the 49. Matt, punt returners have more courage than I. I think I would have let that go, but Jaden Henson-Stice fielded it cleanly and got about five yards on the return. To be honest, I thought we were going to see a third fumble because when he caught it, it dropped down from his waist down low. And he had he had a hold of the football, but it wasn't secured. He was kind of holding it like he was getting ready to kick it almost, actually. And then uh, there were knights right there, so I thought they were going to pop it loose. But he pulled it back up and somehow hung on to it. So a really great play by him. But you're right. When he went for it, I thought, oh, no. This is not gonna, <laughs> this could not end well for them. But uh, but he was able to hang on, and they've got a chance on offense now. Arcola trailing by eight, starts this drive at the 49-yard line, and a carry up the middle is a good one up to the left side, although still along the middle of the field and crossing the 45-yard line before he's brought down. The ball carrier was Tyson Lewis, and Lewis a little shaken up here. He'll trot to the sideline, get a word from his coaching staff, although he's under his own power, and gets a pat on the back there from one of the team managers. I think he got sandwiched a little bit on that tackle. Two guys hit him at the exact same time, and uh, that'll knock the wind out of you a little bit. He got off his own power, but you can see he was, he was laboring a little bit. 8 nothing ball game. Arcola on the wrong end of that here, but they've got the ball at the Arthur 44, moving right to left, and Brody Phillips turns and gives on a carry. Odin Barron. Barron looking for the 30. He's brought down out of bounds. Shoved to his own sideline, left side of the field. A first down and then some for the Purple Riders who have moved the ball well tonight, Matt, if they can end this drive. I don't even think it matters how they end the drive as long as they don't end it with a turnover. That'll be a positive. Yeah, and, and you know, they're running the ball really well. That was a beautiful pull by the by the left uh, right guard. Excuse me. He came across and uh, just absolutely opened up that hole and gave an opportunity to get to on that off tackle. Just a really great play. Braden Phillips out wide. Brody Phillips under center. The quarterback turns, gives, carry for the fullback. Again, we've seen a lot of action for Brockton Morford, the 6'1", 200-pound senior. Short gain up the middle. Nothing crazy. Ball spotted on the left hash. That shows the, the strength of Maddox Sturd. He got the, the tackle. That's 6'1", 200 pounds, taking on uh, 5'10", 185, and 5'10", 185, 1. I mean, he is just a bulldog in there. Gets low, uses his legs well, drove through the tackle. Uh, just a textbook tackle for him and, and shut down what could have been a, a really nice run for the Purple Riders. Second and eight, Arcola at the Arthur 28-yard line. Same formation they've been showing. They're in tight. Carry for Morford moving to the right on a carry-off tackle. And the defensive edges win that battle for the Knights. It's a short gain, third and six coming up for the Purple Riders with six minutes to play in a second quarter in which they trail 8 nothing. Those inside runs for the Purple Riders are where the Knights are missing Jacob Ty. He normally takes up that real estate. He can knock a guy off his block and tackle the, the runner. I've seen it time and time again. They're getting good pen, They're getting good defense there, but they're not getting the penetration in the backfield they normally get, and that's allowing Arcola to get a little bit more creative with some of those runs. Third and six, heavy set offensively. Carry for Barron. Barron up the middle of the field looking for the 30. That's what he needs for a first down. Needs the 20, pardon me. And they'll give him the 21. It'll be fourth down. And a yard, if that, with 5.30 to play in the second quarter. That was an amazing lunge there. He had two guys on his back and somehow just stretched out and forced his way forward. Almost got the first down, but got a couple extra uh, vital extra yards there on it. Arcola needs this, trailing by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. 5-10 until halftime. And they'll bring everybody in. 
Everyone on the line except Brockton Morford. He's the only person behind the quarterback, Brody Phillips. Everybody in tight defensively for the Knights. And Morford gets the carry up the middle. Almost broke it for a touchdown. Past the 15-yard line, down to the 13. And Arcola continues. A strong drive that started at their own 49 and is now down to the 13-yard line, 450 for the half. A really good drive by the Purple Riders on this. Just methodical, not trying to do too much, just uh, punching the Knights in the mouth and forcing them backwards. And, you know, if you get three, four yards at a time, you get a first down. That's all there is to it. And it, it seems uh, simple, but it's it's not easy to do. And the Purple Riders are putting on a clinic right now. Seventh play of the drive coming up for the Purple Riders. 433 on the carry here for Tyson Lewis. Back into the game. Gets the carry up the middle to the 10-yard line. On the left hash. Good job by Lewis, who got shaken up earlier, but is now back into the game, kept churning his legs for a nice game. You know, this could have been a trap game for the Knights. They're looking at a possible undefeated uh, season. They're looking at possibly taking on another undefeated team next week in the, in the, in the senior night finale. you got Arcola, who's 3-4 and four on paper. You say, oh, okay, we're going to win this one. But Arcola's come out with better energy. To go to the big dance. They need two wins to do it. Carry up the middle for Lewis. Takes a hit, stays on his feet, and he's into the end zone for an Arcola touchdown. Looked Three. like there might have been some fatigue on that as the Knights were just kind of uh, not driving through tackles, just kind of arm tackling. You can't do that. Great run. Ten yards to the house. There are the fireworks. For Tyson Lewis, he's in for a ten-yard touchdown. 3.52 on the clock. And Arcola is going to go for the extra point, which would make it a one-point game. Gael Elizondo's on for the extra point. Splits the uprights, and we've got an 8-7 ball game. Still favoring the visiting Knights, but it's oh so close with just a tick under four minutes to play in the half. It's, it's favoring the Knights, but you feel like the momentum's with Arcola because the Knights' only score is on a fumble recovery. They didn't create it. They didn't push it down the field. They didn't dictate that score. Uh, they really haven't shown a whole lot that, of that offensively. And Purple Riders came out. They said, we're going we're gonna to just drive through you, and they did. Knights have to find a way to match that intensity, match that energy. Because um, right now, the Purple Riders are playing inspired football. The Knights just look like a team that is looking maybe into next week, looking at the playoffs, uh, didn't come in with a, with a singular focus to start this game. If you're just joining us, Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond entering this game 7-0, looking for an undefeated season. They've got a tough one against Sullivan Okaw Valley next week. So the path ahead certainly a little easier said than done, but the Knights have had a great season so far, 9-0 not out of the question. But Arcola came in tonight at 3-4, needing two wins to become eligible for the IHSA playoffs. Four state championships in the history of this Purple Riders program. And they've dominated this series against Arthur and surrounding towns. It's a little you know, crazy when you get into the co-ops and how the history's gone. But, but no, uh, no, matter way you, no matter how you cut it, <laughs> Arcola's winning the series. That's they, right. They lead the series with every school on Arthur Levinson Atwood Hammond. So, you know, there, there's a lot of pride on that Purple Rider side. Simplest way to say it, since Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond became that in 2012, it's a 9-2 lead in the series for Arcola. Kickoff fielded at the 42-yard line, and that's where the Knights will start. So they'll need to go 50, no, pardon me, 62 yards across midfield left to right to build their lead, which is currently at one point. 349 to go for the half. Glad you're with us on Light Rock 97.5. I'm Joey Wright, Matt Schrock to my left. Behind me, our statistician, Ryan Weber, junior at Ridgeview Lexington High School. Appreciate him making the trip over here today. And Jason Liggett is our producer back in Champaign 
3.49 for the half. Parsons out of the gun, and he's going to keep it moving right. It's a run block. on a bootleg. Bounces it outside, looking for the 50. He's brought down at the Arcola sideline, right side of the field. He crosses midfield. He's got the 49 and a first down. Henson Stice again with a big sa- touchdown-saving tackle. But before that, Nettles with a huge block on the outside gave him the opportunity to turn the corner and get up on the first down because Purple Riders were in pursuit. You can't see it, so I'm going to try to describe it as best I can. Purple Riders have three linebackers behind the line. As soon as the ball is snapped, each outside linebacker is immediately going outside, and the middle linebacker is is uh, cheating to one side or the other. They are completely selling out the middle. They are allowing the middle to be there, hoping they're leaving their defensive line can do it, and then the safeties can come and help out if they want to. But they are absolutely selling out to stop that outside run, and so far it's worked for them. First down and 10 from the 49 after a gain of 15 carry left for Landon Waldrop and this time Arcola again it seems to be after a big gain Arcola steps up and makes a play they push Waldrop back for a loss of two back to the opposite 49 so now a yard south of midfield are the Knights second and 12 320 left for the half ALAH up eight to seven that was Tyson Lewis on the outside who who came in and just shut it down before it started. Uh, they're reading some tendencies maybe or, or something they've seen in the scouting report. They know what the Knights tend to do because they're they're sitting and waiting after those big plays. They're just uh, there's absolutely no space for the runners for the Knights to even even try and get some positive yards. Three minutes left in the half. Waldrop in motion. Pitch to Waldrop left. Waldrop looking off tackle. Flag is down. Got back to the original line of scrimmage. The 49. Flag down at the south 49, back across midfield, and a player a little slow to get up for Arcola after the play, and the training staff will take a look. Not sure where that flag came in. It came from the, the back defensive backfield, so I'm not sure what they saw there. Um, I'm really impressed with the speed of this Arcola defense, how quickly they're getting to the outside, how quickly they're, they're reading the running lanes and just uh, shutting down. That flag is going to be a holding against Arthur, um, so that'll push him back again. Knights, you know, the, the fumbles have been a big uh, have been a big issue for Arcola shooting themselves in the foot, but the Knights have had a lot of penalties. Uh, they, they've really moved themselves backwards more than they have forward because of, of, of manageable mistakes, things that you, you can control. 2.49 for the first half. Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond leading 8-7. to seven. Ball on the 49-yard line, although, pardon me, it'll move back after that Arthur hold. At a downed purple rider, he is moving around down there. Can't make out the number who that is. We'll let him get up and uh, get some privacy before we identify him. But it does stop the play before a big second and 22. And Arcola's defense, that's been the story, Matt. They have held and they have uh, answered the call. Arcola has the lone offensive touchdown tonight, even though they do trail 8-7. Yeah, they've just—they've really been aggressive defensively, and have done a, a, an incredible job of, of keeping the uh, the Knights at bay, not letting them get the outside, not letting the big run break them. Um, just, I've really been impressed by that uh, that tenacity that they have. It seems like the Knights are getting the outside, and there's always two or three purple jerseys there. We haven't seen a run except for the one that uh, Parsons had that was called back, but also the run that he had for the first down just in front of us a little bit ago. They've always had to cut back. They've not been able to get the sideline and run. Every time they go to the sideline, they've had to cut back into the defense because the Purple Riders are, are getting to the sideline first. And that doesn't happen a whole lot against this Knights offense. So uh, Purple Riders have really been preaching that sideline, preaching that containment, and it's, it's really what's keeping the keeping them in, in control of the momentum right now. 
They will help the injured player off the field. Braden Hatchell gets a round of applause. Two of his teammates come out to help him off the field. Wayne Humphrey and Aaron Guyona. It looks like it was a, a right leg injury of some sort. He's putting weight on it. Um, they're helping him off, but he's able to, you know, he's not, not hopping like on crutches. And so that's good to see. Uh, but whatever it was, uh, it was to that right leg. Uh, that's what they were looking at when he was down. It's been a physical game on a wet, rainy night in Arcola, Illinois. At Thomas Bradford Field, the visiting Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights leading the Arcola Purple Riders 8-7. Back underway here, 249 left in the first half. Knights trying to build on a one-point lead. Now second and 22 at their own 39. End zone off to the right as we look at it from the press box here at Thomas Bradford Field. Parsons out of the gun on a play action. Now he's going to throw it. Lobs one over the middle. It's incomplete. Closest receiver was Easton Frederick, but that ball, Matt, bounced about three yards in front of Frederick. He couldn't get back to it in time. Well, that's because Parsons had to throw off his foot leaning backwards. He was running back. The entire defensive line for the Purple Riders was in the backfield chasing him down. At first, I thought it was a screen. I thought they were running a screen because of how quickly the Purple Riders got back there. I'm not sure it was. I, I think they just they were able to break through because he was going deep to try and find a receiver. There was nobody underneath to throw that little dump off for the screen. 8-7 score, 240. Now third in a country mile. For the Knights, third and 22 at their own 39. Connor Nettles out wide, lone receiver out wide to the right side of the field. Parsons, four yards behind his center, gets the snap out of the gun, turns and gives to Maddox Sturrett. Sturrett past the 40. Sturrett had that 20-yard fumble recovery earlier that went for a touchdown, got three yards there, fourth and long, in a punting situation here for the Knights. They'll have to punt it on fourth and 20. The Knights offensive line is not driving anybody backwards. They're not exploding off the ball. They're not moving forward. They're almost in pass protection even on run plays. And that's not going to work. you got to move that defensive line backwards into linebackers, uh, force them into positions you want them to. Right now, the linebackers are able to roam wherever they want, however they want. Same with the safeties. And that's why they're, they're even when they get a good run, it's only two or three yards because they're not getting that second level. They're not getting that push. And that's something that's been a staple of the Knights all year long. And tonight, Arcola's doing a great job of countering it. Arcola did its homework coming into play. They call a timeout with 2.18 left in the half, awaiting a punt on 4th and 19 and trailing 8-7. to seven. Stay with us at halftime. Jason Liggett will have some scores from around the area. We'll also catch up with Larry Bashu. He's the grandfather of Arcola players Braden Phillips and Brody Phillips, quarterback wide receiver duo. Looking forward to talking with him. We've got a whole party in the press box. Ryan <laughs> Weber's with us. Zach Pyatt's with us. So who knows who we might talk to at halftime. That's coming up shortly. want to give a shout-out as well to Nick Lindsay, former football coach here at Arcola, now the principal and athletic director. Love the hospitality here at Thomas Bradford Field. They've got a nice spread. They've given us plenty of uh, media information, which we appreciate. It's a great night for football and a great punt for Arthur that Arcola won't even attempt to field. It will roll and stop rolling at the 29-yard line. And that's where the Knights will play defense as the Purple Riders start what would be a 71-yard touchdown drive if they can cap it off that way. 2.08 for the half, and they trail by one. They'll move right to left. I do want to give a shout-out to Coach Lindsay as well. Uh, he, I've worked with him over the years. You're right. He's just fantastic. Great place to be here. Uh, even as a, a, a visitor, as an opponent, uh, he's just a, a great administrator. So, yes, shout-out to him. Second thing is we got two minutes and eight seconds left. 
I think that's the only thing that's going to stop Purple Riders right now. They're playing really well, but they haven't shown the big play. They've, they're, they're churning out yards, churning out yards. Do they have the time to march down the field and get another score? I'm not sure. Two-minute drill. We'll see. They start at their own 29-yard line and a carry up the middle for Tyson Lewis. Lewis past the 35 to the 36 on the painted numbers there, although there is no painted 35, but he's on that part of the field to the 36. Minute 50, clock is running. Quickly to the line, Arcola on second and three. Up to the 36. Under center, Phillips gives to his fullback, Morford. Morford blown up, didn't go anywhere. Third down coming up. Good play by the Knights defense to stop him there. Uh, one of the things I was wondering about is with Jacob Ty out, that changes your rotation on your defensive line. Not only is he a great player, but now you're down one player who comes in and, and spells guys, gives them rest. And you saw with the long drive that Arpacola had, by the end, they just weren't getting a push up front. So you have to wonder if that extra player out is changing their rotations enough that they're a little bit winded on that front, front line. Now third and two, minute 20 for the half. Carry up the middle. Arthur was ready for it. It's going to be close. It was third and two. Carry up the middle. They'll measure this. I don't know. They're going to say he got they're it. They're going to say he got it. They're not even going to bring the chains out, and that'll temporarily stop the clock at a minute eight. And Arcola took a timeout, so they'll stop it as well. But a great play by Nathan Ty there. He immediately wrapped up the ball carrier and dropped him. I thought they were going to have a measurement too, but they gave him the, the extra push and uh, maybe a little bit of home cooking on that one. Uh, got the extra yard, and so they get a fresh set of downs. But that, that play, that was 10 yards, took a minute off the two-minute eight. So, like I said, do they have the weapons? Do they have the speed? Do they have the, the plays to, to make up this, this distance in the time they have? I'm not sure. You know, they have four minutes on the clock. I think they score. But right now, I just don't think they're going to get that, that kind of momentum. Well, and may they be content to kick a field goal here. Gael Elizondo's handled the kickoff duties, kicked a good extra point earlier. Not sure what you'd trust his range at. But maybe that's the goal is just to get into field goal range, which is a little more attainable here as the ball sits on the 39-yard line of Arcola. Arcola with the ball and trailing 8-7. A minute and eight seconds left here in the first half. But even to get into the field goal range, you're going to need another you know, 30 yards at least. at least, if not 40. And Again, I don't know if they have the offense right now, the way the Knights' defense is playing, kind of bend, don't break. I'm not sure if they can get that distance. Phillips under center. Quick pass to his brother, Braden. He's got him at the 45 and down to the 43. There's the first big play okay. we've seen from Arcola, and they won't huddle. Coming to the line quickly. Minute two left in the half as they cross midfield and a spike from Brody Phillips. They've got that connection as brothers, and they have it there for a big first down across midfield. Well, I called them out, and they, they <laughs> put it in my face. I, I know I, I think the connection makes a difference because you know they've been in the backyard throwing for years, for years, for years, and there's a comfortability there. There's like, I know where you like it. I know what your speed is. Um, there's a chemistry there that's hard to replicate at a high school level unless you have that, that connection, and you see the benefit of it there for Arcola. It's a great play. It's a gain of 17 yards, 58 and a half seconds here. Brody Phillips under center. Turning and giving to Odin Barron. Barron bounces it out to the left side. Barron looking for the sideline. He's got it. Takes a shot on a late hit, and a flag is down. He was up past the 30. He'll probably get a little more. What would I think is a, a late hit call there? It has to be. There was and not just a late hit. There was helmet contact at the end, and I don't know. There was. I think it was inadvertent. I think they were trying. They were both running full speed and just mistimed the distance. Uh, but yeah, it's got to be a, a late hit. As that stands, they've got it. Well, I think they marked him off at the 30, which would have been a gain of 13 and a first down, and it is a personal foul 
against Arthur, and that's going to be another 15 yards to the 15-yard line. So all of a sudden, Arcola's in the red zone. I was going to say, all of a sudden, Arcola goes 40 yards on two plays, and even if they hadn't been the personal foul, it would have been a huge play anyway. You know, it was a huge run. So uh, just uh, Arcola showing all kinds of life here. Lewis behind Phillips, but Phillips going to throw it. Phillips looking for his brother and stopped at 50 seconds for the half. Arcola started this drive at its own 29. They've got it at the Arthur 13. They trail 8-7, looking for some late momentum here into the halftime break. And I would think, Matt, they're in field goal range if they need to try one. I thought they were going to go for the fade to the corner, and he just bullet that sucker down. So, I mean, that, he fooled me on that. But, yeah, they're in the range uh, to at least take a shot at it, and they got plenty of time to try. Lewis behind Brody Phillips. Instead, it'll be a carry for Odin Barron. Pyle moving forward. Barron looking for a block at the 10. Flag is down as Barron's brought down at the painted numbers left side of the field, and we'll see what the call is here. I like the call for the run partly because they're running really well. But the other thing is, if you go for the field goal, you don't want to leave 40 seconds, 30 seconds. You want to bring it down uh, to the end of the half so that if you, even if you get the points, that you don't give the Knights any opportunity to come back. Flag down at the five. Arcola moving backwards is the initial sign here. Huddling right at about the 18-yard line. Some discontent on the Arcola sideline. And a hold against the Purple Riders. So it is indeed an offensive penalty. 43 and 8 tenths of a second left for the half. That mark toward the end zone looking to erase an 8-7 deficit. It'll be second and long here. See exactly where they spot it. That's a big penalty. Arcola was in great position. They had momentum. They were moving. Now they're, they're, they pulled themselves back and made it even a field goal. is going to be tougher at this distance. 20-yard line. Carry up the middle for Tyson Lewis. Lewis rooted down by two Knights defenders. Lewis was trying to spin off of one of them and couldn't do it. Timeout called by Arcola with 33 and a half seconds left. He is a hard runner. Every time Lewis gets it, he gets hit initially, and he's just he's churning those legs. He's pumping his legs to move forward and just makes it that much tougher to bring him down. And the Knights are – they in the, in the beginning of the first quarter, they met the intensity. They were driving through the tackle. They were pushing through all that. But they look a little winded. They look a little tired. And Arcola's running stronger as they go and uh, has really uh, become the uh, the aggressor in this, the way they run. And the Knights, which means the Purple Riders are getting – Instead of two yards, they're getting five yards. Instead of a three-yard, it's a seven-yard play. I mean, they're just really pushing their way through everything. Quick game recap. Maddox Sturrett returned a fumble 20 yards for the first score of the game that put Arcola behind 6-0, then 8-0 on a two-point conversion for Mitt Appleby. Tyson Lewis scored for Arcola to cut the deficit to 8-6, which was supplemented by an extra point from Elizondo. Gail Elizondo, pardon me. So 33 and a half seconds left now, third and 12. Lewis has two tailbacks behind him, Barron and Lewis, and he's going to throw it. Three-step drop, fires one on a fade route to nobody. Nobody's home. Far pylon, far side of the field. And it's fourth down and 12 with 28 seconds left in the half. And decision time for well, the Purple Riders. Purple Riders, coaching staff wanted a pass interference on that, and I think they might have had a case for it. I wasn't sure he turned and looked at the ball before he made contact. Official, I mean, it was, a, it was a tough throw. I don't know who he gets there anyway, but you got to turn and look. you got to turn your head and give yourself a chance. Otherwise, the penalty flag could come. But uh, as it is, it falls down. And so, yeah, decision time. I, I think you kick it. I think you kick it. You know, give yourself at least try. You know, I mean, you're you're on the 
the 15, the 14 yard line. And so even if the Knights take over, they got a full field to go anyway. So yeah, go for the points. Mark it down at the 23 yard line, a 33 yard field goal for Gail Elizondo. One for one on his extra points. Good snap, good hold. And the kick is wide left. Had the distance, never broke back to the middle of the uprights. And a good effort there from Elizondo, but it's all for naught. And a good drive by Arcola ends with zero points. 8-7, well, Arcola's deficit, 27 seconds left in the half. We were talking about field goal range. Uh, I think he could have gone another 10 yards. I that, think so. <laughs> I think he could. That was a laser that came off of that, and it just missed wide. I mean, it landed back almost at the track behind it. So that was a huge kick. So, yeah, field goal range, they're, they're, they've got college range right now, uh, but it just didn't go where he, where he needed it to. Uh, it was a, a hard snap. He kicked it a little bit low, and uh, so it didn't work out for him, but I'm, I'm impressed with his leg. Had the wind at his back, too. Looking at the flags behind the end zone, they are blowing straight back. Doesn't look like a lot of lateral wind. We'll see if that's going to become a factor later. Here's Parsons on the first play of the Arthur drive that starts at their own 15. Landon Waldrop gets the carry, runs out of bounds at the 21, gains six, stops the clock at 22.4. So Arthur leading 8-7. to seven. It'll be second down here. And Matt, a tall order if they want to score here before the half. It'd be pretty aggressive if they tried to force the issue. Honestly, I think the, the tall order is on the defense because you got to stay focused for those last few seconds. You think I'm going into halftime. Knights have the speed. They can break one. You've got to stay disciplined and make sure they don't get to the outside, even though it feels like they got a, you know a mile to get there and not much time. They can do it, so you just got to stay disciplined on that defensive side. Second and three from the 22. Parsons out of the gun. Waldrop in motion left to right from the tight end spot. Gets the carry left. Looking to break it. And he's brought down at the 30-yard line. Just shy of the 30. 28. And a timeout called by Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Really good job on the outside. Pursuit by the Purple Riders. I thought he had the angle. I thought he had the corner and had a chance to go. But he got caught from behind, which is not easy to do with Waldrop. He's really quick. Uh, he didn't turn the corner quite as sharply as I've seen him. I wonder if this feels just a little bit soft still. Uh, but really, again, great job by the Purple Riders to make sure that he didn't beat him on the outside, forced him back in a little bit, and uh, prevented the really big run. And kept him in bounds. And forced Arthur to burn a timeout. So Ryan Jefferson wants to score before halftime. He's shown his deck here, and he's looking to see what he can do. He's got to move his team 72 yards. Well, and the Purple Riders get the ball after half. You know, you want to make sure, because the way they're playing right now, they're not going to have that, that clock that's hurting them. They're going to have that start of the third quarter able to go, and if they come out with the same energy, they can march down the field and take the lead. So, you know, I, I like the aggressiveness of Jefferson. I like the, uh, the, the opportunity to try and get your team down the field and get some points, because Arcola's not going to give you anything. You're going to have to fight for it tonight, and so you need to make sure you take that edge with you. 13 and a half seconds left here until halftime from the 28-yard line. Parsons out of the gun. As Maddox Sturt is right, drops back to pass. Five-step drop, hit as he throws over the middle. It is intercepted by Arcola at the 50-yard line. Jaden Henson-Stice picks it off. Fifth interception of the year thrown by Parsons, and Arcola might have one more chance from the 50-yard line if they want it. And that was a lot more difficult than you might think just listening. Uh, Waldrop was there. He had position. St uh, Harden-Stice came over the top. 
and Henson Sykes, excuse me, came over the top and, and took it out of his hands and then almost broke it away and would be able to run it back. Uh, Waldrop with a heads-up play to take his legs out from under him and knock him down because otherwise he had a big run back there. But a huge play from him. He's, he's been so, so good on defense tonight. He's done such a great job being right place, right time, make the right play, and uh, just has been absolutely electric for them. And so that, again, fires up the... the Trailing 8-7 with seven seconds left in the half. In around Odin Barron past the 50, 45, kept in bounds as time expired. It wouldn't have mattered. He gained seven, needed 50, and that's halftime in Arcola. Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond leading 8-7. Joey Wright, Matt Schrock, Ryan Weber, Jason Liggett, our Light Rock 97.5 crew. Matt will throw it to break. Before we do, what a half of football. We've got a game here at Thomas Bradford Field. It, it was it was electric on both sides. There were some mistakes. There were great plays. But this is what you expect when you see these two school systems come together. It's, it's hard-nosed, smash-mouth football, and I'm going to take it right at you. And it's going to be who's more aggressive in the second half and, and who maintains mo momentum. This has been what I expected from the game and just hard hitting. Maybe not the big plays I expected from Arthur, but you know, hats off the Purple Riders. They came to play tonight. They trail by one at home at halftime to Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, who has not lost a game in seven tries, leading at halftime just barely through seven and a half. As I said, Joey Wright along with Matt Schrock, Jason Liggett back in Champaign, Ryan Weber behind us keeping stats tonight. We appreciate his help. Robin Scholl, Zach Pyatt here from the News Gazette. Matt Daniels and Scott Ritchie hard at work back in our newsroom compiling scores, getting tomorrow's paper ready for prime time, or I guess an early morning delivery, a little past prime time. We'll sneak in a quick break and come back. Larry Bashu's in the booth with us. He's the grandfather of Arcola players, Braden Phillips and Brody Phillips. They've had a great game so far. We'll get Larry's take on it when we come back. Stick around. The News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week is back after this.